This is Radio Maria, and coming up next, we have Word for Today. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Father Toby with you. And I want to begin by uh, reading to you today's um, first reading from the Mass. It's from the, the prophet Hosea. Thus says the Lord, they have set up kings, but not with my consent, and appointed princes, but without my knowledge. Out of their own silver and gold, they have made idols which are doomed to destruction. I spurn your calf, Samaria, my anger blazes against it. How long will it be before they purge themselves of this, the sons of Israel? A workman made the thing, this cannot be God. Yes, the calf of Samaria shall go up in flames. They sow the wind, they will reap the whirlwind. Their wheat will yield no ear, the ear will yield no flower. Or if it does, foreigners will swallow it. Ephraim has built altar after altar. They have only served him as occasion for sin. Were I to write out the thousand precepts of my law for him, they would be paid no more attention than those of a stranger. They love sacrificing. Right, let them sacrifice. They love meat. Right, let them eat it. The Lord takes no pleasure in these. He is now going to remember their iniquity and punish their sins. They will have to go back to Egypt. A recurring theme of the Old Testament is the rescuing of Israel from idolatry and the slipping back into idolatry, the rescuing and the slipping back once more. And idolatry is the subject of our first reading today. And it's clear that idolatry is truly offensive to God. He's exasperated. And in fact, it seems to be the worst of the sins that Israel can commit. Now, obviously, we might think idolatry is not a problem for us today. And it's been a while since anyone I know tried to create a bronze or even gold calf and worship it. We might be accused of idolatry by some, particularly Catholics, but it ought to be clear to us the difference between venerating a saint and worshipping, between reverence for a statue as a sign and the worship of God in his sacraments. But are we as out of the woods with regards to idolatry as we think? There's a great hymn, All My Hope on God is Founded, or another more um, popular worship song, in, in Christ Alone My Hope is Found. And if we're being completely honest with ourselves and we sing that hymn or that worship song, it's probably more aspirational than reality. An idol doesn't necessarily have to be bowed down to to be an idol or to be made out of bronze or gold. An idol can be anything that we place our hope in other than God. Now, obviously, it's okay to hope in some things other than God. We can hope that a child will do well in exams. We can hope with perhaps less expectation that a child might help do the washing up. 
um, we can hope, and this is closer to home for me than children, obviously, as a Catholic priest, we can hope that uh, that England will pull off another successful fourth innings runs chase, which has been a, a particular joy to me in the last um, couple of weeks, and England pulled it off once more today. Now, obviously, it's okay to hope in these things, but there is a question of what we place our ultimate hope in. What do we ultimately hope will bring us happiness? When we're feeling down, where do we look for comfort? Do we look for the solace of God in prayer or the bottom of a bottle? When we're feeling lonely, where do we seek our company? Do we seek it in light entertainment or do we seek it in the love of others? And there was a book I read um, some years ago which had a, a really big effect on me and I found, in fact, be quite scary to, to read. It's by a, a wonderful Benedictine oblate, um, so a, a laywoman called Elizabeth Scalia, and it's called Strange Idols. And she pointed out all the temptations to idolatry that exist in the, in the modern world. And, and some of them are probably pretty obvious to us. We can, we can think about how our phones to us might become an idol. Um, you know, if we spend more time hoping for fulfillment in our in our phones than we do in our relationships, then there's a form of idol worship going on there, whether we recognize it or not. And we can think about uh, the difference between idolatry, which is kind of in our intellect, um, whereby none of us would actually say, oh, my ultimate happiness lies in my phone but we can look about practically where do we seek our ultimate happiness. And for a lot of us, there will probably be a bit of a gap between what we would, what we would say in theory and where we actually um, seek our happiness in, in practice. But as well as that the sort of more obvious example, as I say, of phone or, or TV or, 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 or food, um, Elizabeth Schuyler in her book, she identifies some, some other examples. And some of them can be to do with um, politics. For example, do I start to identify um, you know, the ultimate hope in a, in a particular brand of politics or a particular politician such that any criticism of them starts to you know, send me sort of in, insensibly mad because my identity has become so bound up with the, the truth of this particular political vision or this particular political character and not enough bound up in in God. And so any things which we start to to, to seek our to, to to identify with to the to the exclusion of God and to the exclusion of the love of others, any identification um with certain causes or things which prevents me from loving others, those can be forms of idolatry as well. And so I'd encourage um our listeners and just as I as I as I seek to do my myself to to take a bit of time each day to to think where am I actually seeking happiness and what would somebody if they were looking at my life think that I actually seek happiness in and I remember on that front the the words of a, a French cardinal Cardinal Suhard which um, I say often in in homilies um, I live less often in my life, but I, but I see the goodness of them and I would like it to be true. And Cardinal Suhard said, live your life in such a way that the only possible explanation for it is that you are a Christian.
And so I wish you all a, a, a blessed day. And, um, and we're just going to listen now to In Christ Alone, My Hope is Found. This cornerstone